I'm just sorry. I really don't care, so. Okay. It's my first death, so I'm kind of numbed. Yeah, I get it. And you're just gonna get number when it all starts to come like a waterfall. <sighs> my whole life has been death. Everyone around me has died. Sometimes at dinner, when I'm sitting at my table, I just imagine I am in dialogue with all my dead ones. Uh, who do you know who's died? Literally everyone. going on everybody it's another episode of boys watching girls we are just two boys watching hbo's girls breaking down every episode we are your hosts i'm joe welke i'm vance and boy oh boy we have an episode for you today this is episode 24 overall season three episode four titled dead inside Directed by Jesse Peretz, written by Judd Apatow and Lena Dunham. The original air date was January 26th, 2014, to, a, to an audience of 655,000 people, 0.655 million. And this episode was insane. <laughs> <laughs> is that i know i always make fun of the numbers but this that seems pretty low for this right yeah it's been pretty pretty steep drop off because the season premiere was uh like over a million right yeah the season premiere was the first and only one that's been over a million then the next episode was like 800 like eight hundred eighty thousand. then the yeah. next one was eight hundred thousand, and this one's six hundred fifty thousand. Oh, okay yeah we got a lot yeah. to dive in today yeah, this fucking episode is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love the opening scene, though. I I love that, yeah. You like the opening scene? Yeah. With Hannah at the writing the book yeah, yeah. publishing place? Yeah, I thought it was... I Like, you know what's happening right away, but I just like how the people are just running around and they're kind of teasing the, the New York yeah. terrorist attack kind of thing. You know? See, I kind of hated that. <laughs> okay, well, we can get it. We can get it. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about it. You know, I, I we, this episode we can actually break down by character. We don't have to stray yeah. from our usual path. I feel yeah. like no. So I think that we can do that. I think that we should start with Marnie. Yeah, let's go Marnie because uh, hers is kind of inconsequential to the regular the main story yeah we're gonna like build up to the main story so let's go marnie let's do then let's do jessa with a little shoshana in it yeah but i think we mm -hmm. have to do the opening scene just to set the set the palette so we can go marnie and then opening scene sure yeah yeah yeah. all right so marnie doesn't have a lot to do in this episode i feel like until the very end which kind of explodes out of nowhere uh, it's been building from from other episodes. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, so we first see Marnie, and she's running around New York City, and then she's doing pull-ups. No, she's not doing pull-ups. She's doing chin-ups in a park, uh, <laughs> very obviously being aided by someone because there's no way she's doing those chin-ups. But she's doing those... the urban the urban workout, you know? Yeah. Running, she looks running like up and down stairs. Yeah, she looks Job. like she's trying to get in shape or be healthy. Or, and then she's also 
after her workout, she's uh, like having a, a shake that she's making. She's listening to some like meditation book on tape or some bullshit. Some self-help self, self stuff. Yeah, so yeah. she's trying to get her shit together because uh, her shit has not been together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For lack of a better term. Uh, she's been flailing and everybody noticed it. And so she's like, all right, I'm going to try and get my shit together. Mm-hmm. And then jump way, way, way far ahead in this episode. And she's waiting on a table at Grumpy's, which I forgot that she worked at. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that this whole show is employed by Grumpy's. Yeah. <laughs> so she's waiting on a table. And she hears her music video being played in the background. And it's Ray and Colin Quinn in the back office watching. So she just like slams the food on the table. And she's like, I'll be right back. The table is like, wait, we, we asked for something else. And she just walks away. Yeah. The worst waitress ever. I'm surprised that they have table service at that Grumpy's. Me too. But then again, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. So she storms into the office and finds Ray and Colin Quinn like kind of laughing and being like, oh, my God, this fucking music video. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck, guys? And they're like, what? Uh, we just thought it was like a fun, brave thing that you did. She's like, just because I, I went out there and I put, took a risk and I put myself out there and neither of you would ever do that because no one would ever want to look at you because you don't do anything and you're not talented. And I was like, damn, dude, this is like real harsh. <laughs> and we got to talk about Ray's soul patch in this. <laughs> right? <laughs> what, is, what was that decision? <laughs> well, he was in the episode at an earlier point and i didn't notice that i didn't notice it patch. either i didn't notice it either and i didn't go back but i was like wait did i miss that the first time because it's yeah. the same day it seems like I, you don't grow that yeah like you don't grow that overnight basically you know it might have yeah, been the next dude. day but i don't think you i don't think that he had it in the first scene that he's in yeah but then he <laughs> definitely had it in this scene and yeah. boy oh boy yeah. Joe's fashion corner. That's a big no no. <laughs> I'm surprised he him of all people would go that route. Uh Maybe and not do it ironically. Do it. And not do it ironically or something, you know? Maybe he had to do it for another role that he had while this was going on or something. <laughs> but this, it it was just like a random addition to his face. Is this the Cavill Superman Mission Impossible? <laughs> they he couldn't they were like, You're not Steven, that's soul patch. Yeah, he had a <laughs> Yeah, he couldn't do it due to a, he couldn't shave his soul patch due to a contract dispute. Yeah, <laughs> but goddamn, it was such a random addition to his face, man. And yeah. I was, I didn't notice it at first, and then as he kept talking, I was like, "Does this guy have a fucking soul patch now?" Yeah, I was looking. I was like, "That is making this whole scene hard to take seriously." Right. Um, I, I, did, so, I did love Hermes trying to like when she got, when Marnie comes in she's like oh you're looking at my they were like oh we're looking at your music video she's like and she's like my music failure my biggest like music failure and then Hermes is just trying to like his best to like validate it and yeah he, he and Ray are trying to be like no I mean you have a different take on the song and when <laughs> yeah. I've heard the song previously like it was sung in a different way and the you way that the, you do it made it like more emotional and you made the words your own yeah <laughs> 
and Marnie's not buying it, and she shouldn't. No, she shouldn't. No, they're <laughs> laughing at that video because they're laughing. It's at... a it's a hilarious video. It is very funny. It is yeah. very cringeworthy, and they they did that music video so well. Oh my god, yeah. Like this show really nails some things, mm-hmm. and that's one thing that they fucking nailed. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, then uh, she has the freak out and is like, no one would ever want to see anything that you do. And they're just like, all right. And then she's like, you know what? I don't even know why I'm working here. Or, or Ray says something like, do you even like working here? And she's like, no, of course I don't like working here. Nobody likes working here. This place is a dump, yeah. which is like something that waiters would love to tell their managers all the time. Any employee, almost at any random like job where you're just an employee. Like, yeah. If you're doing a job for money, usually you're not loving it. Like, Dude, but especially... Some people love their jobs, but like, yeah. Especially restaurant work, though. Because the, cause working in restaurants, all the time, as soon as you get hired, they're like, we need to make sure that you're like 100% in on being part of the restaurant family. And like, we think of ourselves as a family here. And like, we want you to live, breathe, and sleep this place. It's like, no okay. one wants to fucking live breathe this isn't anyone's dream to be a waiter you know this is just what you're doing Mm -hmm. while you find something else or it's convenient because you can switch shifts because you're an actor or something Mm -hmm. but it's no one no one wants to be like yeah this is what i fucking want to do with life yeah i mean i'm sure there are people i mean there and there are people who like in in europe like you can be a career waiter and a career bartender because it's like oh yeah they get paid yeah but here you're you're hustling every person is your client like some person walks in they're your client now so you have like yeah 50 clients in a day as opposed to like something else so yeah no it's a it's i get it and she i'm i'm most confused why marnie didn't go back to the other job that was paying her more that seemed like yeah the hostess job yeah i think like that would have or at least go to another hostess job i'm not sure why she ended up at grumpy's a coffee shop maybe because she thought that she could work with hannah or something who she doesn't even really like or or ray who she doesn't even really like or (laughs) yeah how would that even like work out well how did she lose the hostess job because i thought she would have lost it when she walked out to go fuck Booth Jonathan. Yeah. But she didn't. And then all of a sudden she was just like lost the job. I forget, Yeah, I forget how she lost that job and then she was looking for other... I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. But uh, she's basically like, yeah, of course I don't want to work here. This place fucking sucks. And like, yeah. Uh, why would anyone want to work here? And then Ray's like, well, that settles it. She's like, you know what? You're right. It does fucking settle it. I'm out of here Oh, and she says, oh, I wrote this down. She says, well, I don't know why I'm wasting my talents here. Oh, yeah. You know who I am, and do you know who would want to work with me? And Ray goes, no, I don't. Please enlighten us. And Marnie says, lots of people, fancy people. Yeah, she <laughs> goes, like, fancy people want to work with me. And I wrote it down. I was like, that's just crazy. Fancy people yeah, want to work with me. This is more of her being like delusional. <sighs> thinking that she's got her shit together and just like nothing's going right for which i thought was interesting because the episode like the little bits that we see of her seems like she's accepting that she doesn't yeah but she's just she's according to wikipedia's uh 
uh, breakdown of this episode. It says Marnie has a mental breakdown and quits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's all you got to know about Marnie. Yeah. And then she storms out. And Ray's like, wait, Marnie, no, what? <laughs> yeah, and then he looks back at Hermes like, what just happened? And yeah, I'm like, like, wait, are you pissed about this? And Hermes has his head down. He doesn't say anything. I'm like, are you guys, like, upset that she's leaving? Like, are you guys worried? They're probably upset because now they have to take over her tables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Hermes just sitting in the office. Ray, you get your ass out there. Dude, you guys are I back worked, here watching videos. <laughs> I worked at this one restaurant in D.C. And, uh, you know, it's a restaurant job. It sucks. But uh, one time this guy, he had just started working. He's been working there for like two weeks or something. And he goes over to the place where you input the order. And apparently he just like started to put in a table's order. And then he took his hand down, looked around and just walked out the restaurant. And, and he just quit like that. And everybody was like, where? I forget the guy's name. But it's like, where did Justin go? And they're like, I don't know. But it's, no one's looking over his table. We all have to like, where is he? And it took like a good 10 minutes to be realized that he just like walked out the door. <laughs> yeah. And then, so everybody that's... had to take over his table. So maybe that's what Ray was pissed about. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It was really funny about this episode. Uh, Hannah at some point mentions... Oh, Ray, they're low on shift. Like, they, they're understaffed, so they need people to pick up shifts. But yeah. people are constantly quitting or asking to leave early. Mm hmm. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, wait. Hannah does it in this episode. Yeah, and I'm like, wait, you just took the shift and now you're yeah. saying I want to leave early. <laughs> so stupid. But you volunteered to take the shift. So um, that, that'll wrap up Marnie. I, I will say with Marnie, I'm interested to see what happens with her next. Yeah. Now that she's uh, not, I, I thought she would stay at Grumpy's a while and we'd have like a little more her and Hannah at Grumpy's situation. Yeah. But we've only like seen them once. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of Marnie at Grumpy's. No, it was like that one time she came in late and they just passed, like ships yeah. passing in the night. Her and Hannah just did a handoff and she replaced her. That's about it. Well, that's that. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I think we should go to that opening scene that All sets right. this, the whole episode in motion. So the opening scene, Hannah gets off the elevator, drops a bunch of stuff immediately, and she's like scrambling to pick it all up. And uh, she revealed that she's at the publishing house, uh, book place. I think it's called like Mill House Mill, or Mill something. Street, Mill Street Press. Mill Street Press. I never knew uh, the name of this press company. Either. Yeah. Yeah, because it just, this is the first time that we're seeing it. Okay. Vance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this show reveals nothing. And then you're like, oh, okay, I guess that's where the... Where it's like layers of an onion, you know, you just peel it. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, hey, I'm here to see David. I have an appointment. And she's like, I'm sorry I'm late. And the lady's like, well, okay, well, David's not here. And she's like, oh, okay, that's weird because I thought that I was late. And the lady's like, well, you are late. But it's just that David's <laughs> yeah. not here. Yeah. So she sits down in the like reception area and she's like sitting and then people start like tizzying around and like scrambling and whispering in each other's ears. And they're just like, <laughs> and you're just like, what's going on? People are running back and forth. It's crazy. It's like 
pandemonium. The yeah. phone's ringing off the hook. and Phone's ringing. The receptionist is like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened either. That's all I know. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. And then I just hated that because it's like, we all know what happened. Just say it. Like this dragged out two minutes of screen time. I, I, of just I, I will quote give unquote you, mystery. I will give you that when she, when Hannah goes up to the receptionist and asks, "Hey, what's happening?" and she's like, "I just can't right now," or whatever. Yeah, and I'm just like, "You can tell the person who just came in." Yeah, to wait. you can literally tell. And then Hannah's like, "Well, uh, I just want to know if I should be like on this floor in case there's like an emergency happening," which is a fair argument. Yeah. You know the irony of all of this is that we've been bearing lead too. I don't think we've mentioned that David the publisher died. Yeah, David the publisher, <laughs> Hannah's ebook, uh, 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 Jedi Knight. She's a Padawan. She's a and he's a Jedi. Yeah, uh, he's yeah, dead. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> and uh, they do kind of tease a little bit, like it might be like a. It's teased very slightly that it might be like some terrorist thing because Hannah goes, should I even be on this floor right now? Yeah. But no one's like leaving the floor. Yeah. And it's not that like widespread panic like that where you would think it's something building centric. Well, as as soon as they started doing like the pronoun game where mm -hmm. like they're like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening and being yeah. very vague. Yeah. I was like, oh, dude's dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because so, as, as crazy as he is, he doesn't seem like the person that would be late to his own meeting. That's true. Yeah, he yeah. seems like a very professional dude. But then yeah. you also see like he was all drugged out at Hannah's birthday party or whatever. Yeah, yeah but that's just yeah. him on his off night, you know? Uh, yeah. Work so, hard, play hard. Yeah, so he's dead. Uh, who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's literally the whole point of the episode. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it's giving a shit. Yep. So Hannah, the next scene we see is Hannah talking to Jessa about it, which is the worst person to go to in any time of crisis. And man, yeah. She's like, yeah, and this guy, he died. And Jessa's like, so what? People die. It happens. Yeah, it's she's... like, she said it's like a flood or jury duty. Jury duty. Like, I think she said jury duty. I was like, she did. Oh, 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 Jessa. And Hannah's like, I don't know. It's just crazy. He's dead. And like, I don't know. Oh, also Joe's Fashion Corner. Hannah's wearing a fucking horrible sweater that has like weather patterns on it. It's like there's a sunny, there's a sun, there's a cloud that's raining. There's an umbrella. There's a lady walking a dog. It looks like, you know, like an ugly Christmas sweater party it looks well, like she is wearing like just an ugly regular sweater or a beautiful tableau Ugh. <laughs> the worst uh so she's talking to jessa and jessa's basically like well time and space is made up and we don't blah 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 and who knows if he is even really dead in this plane of existence or he might be alive in another plane of existence and time is linear and we only choose to live in this moment right now because this is what we choose. And I was like, God, I hate this woman. Well, I, when Jessa started talking about time, it reminded me of Adam when he's like, time is rubber band during Jessa's wedding. So they both yeah. seem to have like an interesting view on time. Just to, just to tease that out there. 
Yeah, and then Jess is also like, I kind of look forward to dying, to be honest. Like, it'll be like something blah, blah, blah. And, and she Hannah's talked to like, she talked to Shoshana about that in one episode. Remember, she was like, "Oh, I talked to a a psychic that told me when I was going to die." It's like season one or something. Yeah, like that was a long was like time. Ago. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what she said, but uh, yeah, I remember she talking about her death or something and knowing exactly yeah. how she was going to die. So she's yeah. at least she's staying consistent. That's true. She's a consistent asshole. Uh, so at this point, Adam storms in basically, and he's like, "Look what I found! It's like a framed picture of Tom Hanks for some reason." Yeah, it's like a really young Tom Hanks framed picture. It's, yeah, I don't know. It looks don't like know. he's in like a football uniform or something. Yeah, I don't know where you just find that. Yeah, and why you're so excited about it? Yeah, because we don't know <laughs> enough know? about Adam to know like what movies and TV he watches. Yeah, does he love Tom Hanks? Does Hannah love Tom Hanks? what's the deal yeah so he's like look at this and she's like do you think that i want this and he's like i don't know and jess uh for some reason like i'll take it what (laughs) so then hannah's like adam something crazy happened david died and adam goes who's david (laughs) it's like yes of course. <laughs> but before that, don't doesn't Adam and Jessa have like a little exchange? Oh, they do have a, they do have a he's moment. He's like, how's it, how's it going doing nothing all day? And she's like, how's your dick? And he's like, do you want it on your shoulder? And like, yeah, I was like, Hannah what is has this, this look of like, what is going on? Yeah, and, I had no idea what was going on. And I'm just on. like, I don't want that to happen. And I think it might, but I don't. <laughs> well, it was like. They had that, like, that was an inside joke between them for years. But we haven't seen them be friends at all. Yeah. Yeah, and and what happens next with what Adam is talking to Hannah about, Jessa is just as flippant, you know? Yeah. So Hannah's like, David died. Adam's like, who's David? And uh, she's like, it's my book, my book, dude. And he's like, oh, fuck, that sucks. And he, like, goes over to comfort her. And she's like, yeah, I know. It's just really crazy because like, you know, he died. They found him face down in, a, in the river and uh, no one's talking to me about what's going to happen with my ebook. And Adam is like, are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> and Hannah's like, what? He's like, you're worried about your fucking ebook? Like the guy that you know is dead. Like you had him. He went to your birthday party and Hannah's like, well, I didn't invite him to my birthday party. And Adam is just like, I can't believe you right now. Yeah. (laughs) Which, Uh, fantastic. And where do you fall on that, uh, that spectrum? You want to, you want to know how I really feel about it? Mm -hmm. I would probably be more on the Hannah side of the spectrum. I think I would be too. Um, but like I get, because I think of all the people at the job too, like the, the, the receptionists, the people that work at the office, like mm-hmm. they're going to grieve. They're going to feel like, oh my God, they're going to have that initial moment of shock. Yeah. But then they're also going to think logistically, like this guy was in charge of all these books and all this stuff. It's kind of like dealing with Marnie. Like you're like, oh my God, she just left the, the restaurant. What happened? But we yeah. also have to figure out who's going to cover these tables. Like, so there's a logisticness <laughs> to it. And it's like yeah. when, I don't know when Hannah could bring up the question about the book where it would be tactful. 
you know what i mean because yeah you're gonna you're gonna wonder about that regardless like you can grieve all you want but you're still gonna wonder about that and not know how to approach the situation I mean, if this dude really was like her mentor or something, and she really mm-hmm. looked at him as a mentor, mm-hmm. then she should grieve a bit more. I think she should have a little more feeling. Yeah, <laughs> like she should have some feeling. Yeah, um, even but... if even if that feeling is more shock. Um, yeah, 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 man. But uh, she she doesn't really. It's not really how she how she processes things. Like she hasn't throughout the show processed serious stuff in that way. Yeah, every time something serious happens, she is always, like, with a joke mm-hmm. or, like, oh, yeah. how is this affecting me? This is yeah. really going to fuck up my shit. Yeah. Like, that's her whole MO in the show. Yeah. So it's not surprising, but this is the most serious and grave thing where it was, like, someone's dead that you know, that you supposedly supposedly look up to mm-hmm. and who's helped you. And you're like, well, fuck, there goes my cash cow. Yeah. It's one of those things you think, but you can't say it until like a couple days later. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's one of those things. Yeah. Um, and Adam is very sensitive. Like the fact that he's taking it so hard um, and he barely knew it, knew the person, you know? Like, yeah. But he, it's a person that died and he's like, hey, like, let's respect that. It's one of those yeah. weird things about Adam. They, He's a, he, you gotta, he, he's so weird and awkward and you don't like him and then you love him and like, it's, yeah. They do a great a job with his character. character. He keeps you off. Yeah. He's super complex and he feels real too. Not like, oh, we need him to be this person right now for this episode. He's going to yeah. be sensitive. This episode, we need him to be a jerk. Like it's, yeah. it's weaved in there perfectly. I feel like. Um, Agreed. Uh, so at this point, I feel like we should hop over to Jess's story. This is where they kind of separate. Yeah. Let's go into Jessa and we can do Jessa, Shoshana and weave those all together. Yeah. So starting off with like Jessa, Shoshana, Jessa is now at, uh, Shoshana's apartment, I believe. Who knows? I don't know what her apartment looks like anymore. They, they always just started. This show doesn't do like uh, establishing shots, really. No. Which is okay. But yeah. I have no idea if Jess is just visiting, if she's staying there. I Who knows? I don't know where we are physically in the show. Yeah. yeah. So Shoshana's bragging about how big her bandana collection is. <laughs> That's the only thing I have for her. <laughs> yeah and uh jess is laying on a couch playing a ukulele and she says to shoshana like hey have you ever had anyone in your life die and shoshana's like yeah i did i had a friend that died and uh it was really shocking and it was really weird but after she died it kind of was like better because I always felt like our friend group should have been a five sum instead of a six sum because I so I kind of assumed her role in the friend group and or, it worked or, out better. Or they didn't need to be two certain types. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that is, oh, wow. Yeah. Shoshana doesn't get a lot of screen time, but she is not great. <laughs> no, she's really falling, falling down these likability rankings, dude. Like, Remember? I mean, Remember the episode where she didn't, where she said 
her biggest like uh, secret is that she doesn't love her grandmother or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, So then Jessa is like, well, I had a friend that died and she was my favorite friend. Her name was Seasons. Ugh. Which is actually her pronunciation of Susan. Because I looked on the... Oh! The the girl's name is Susan, but she pronounces it like Season. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, she just kept saying Seasons. Seasons. Yeah, I I thought that it was Seasons. Yeah, it's Susan. That is (laughs) fucking crazy. Yeah. She very clearly is saying Seasons in my mind. I figured out she was saying susan before she stopped saying seasons like i i, I saw it i saw the person's name because i was like okay what does she oh, did you have like closed captions on her well if you if you look at it on uh amazon prime which i watched it on, oh yeah if yeah, you yeah. hover to it the if cast you hover over it it show the cast yeah um, that's fucking crazy <laughs> yeah i could have swore that it was seasons yeah Oh, well. Anyway, so she's like, this is my favorite friend, and she died, and, like, you know, we we had the same sense of humor, and she was always, like, the best, and uh, she's dead, and it, like, just didn't really, you know, it sucked. And then she's like, have you ever had anything, anybody uh, die in your life? And Shoshana's like, that's literally what we were just talking about. I told you a whole story about my friend that died. <laughs> and this is where it kind of clicked for me what Jessa is. We've been taking all of Jessa's stuff seriously because of the way the show is, but Jessa is just a comic tool. Like that's all it is. Like her being that oblivious is just played so much for comedy right there, which for was so me, funny. It was a funny moment. I mean, it, but and for me, it was an enraging moment as well. <laughs> exactly like she's she can be extremely frustrating but that moment for me like landed of just just uh just being the worst in the best way the absolute she's worst so, person. So <laughs> but maybe she's suffering from dementia and she's starting to lose it at a young age this episode if this episode showed us anything it's that all of these girls are incredibly self-involved yes Yes. Even Shoshana, who is on screen for less than five minutes, mm-hmm. tells a story about how her friend dying was better for the friend group and mm-hmm. she assumed the role and it was better. Yeah. I was like, God damn, dude. Yeah. Marnie thinks that fancy people want to work with her. Yeah. And it only cares about her book, which which seems like self, I guess the least selfish of all of the <laughs> selfish stuff. That is, is kind of true. Which is weird, like, when she's the crux of it. But, like, Shoshana being like, oh, friend group was better. Like, yeah. You mean these friends that you won't be friends with later? <laughs> or the art friends with now? These friends that we haven't seen in this show ever? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Shoshana makes the suggestion that uh, Jessa needs to go to her the friend's grave or, like, call the mom and say something to her. And Jess is like, do I really need to do that? And Shoshana's like, yeah, you should definitely do that. Like, it'll help you or whatever. So Jessa calls Susan's mom. Dude, in my notes, it says season. Oh, no, I was no season at one point, too. So she calls calls Susan's mom. And she's like, hey, it's Jessa. 
yeah, remember me, it's Jessa. And then she says, and this is the perfect Jessa line, and I loved this. She goes, yeah, I'm surprised I'm still alive too. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's, that's apropos. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, hey, I just wanted to go to Susan's... Uh, Tomb. Sarcophagus. Sarcophagus tomb. tomb. Yeah, but yeah, she says she runs through the list yeah. of like sarcophagus, tomb, uh and then she finally gets to grave. Yeah. And then you just hear her go, What? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and then I was like, Oh, oh this bitch yeah. ain't dead. Yep. I knew that did. Yep. I was like, and I was like, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was great. So then Jessa shows up at this woman's door she knocks on the door and the lady comes out with a kid and she sees jessa at the door and jess is like surprise bitch <laughs> i'm here and the lady see susan looks like oh god damn it i yeah. have to confront this now yeah why would so, the mom give the address right so she answers the door, she opens it up, and Jess is... Well, before she opens it up, Jess is, like, talking to her through the door, like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? Like, you're alive? You yeah. have this whole life? I thought you've been dead. And then so she lets her in, and Jess is just like, how could you do this? How could you do this to me? Like, I, you had a funeral and everything. Did you fake your funeral? And Susan's like... Well, we invited you, and uh, yeah, we did have a fake funeral because we knew that you wouldn't show up. And I was like, damn, brutal. <laughs> yeah, because she was like, uh, she was an addict, and she was trying to get off. Uh, yeah. And, and Susan's, just, Susan's yeah. story is that she was a drug addict, and she was talking to Jessa about how she needed to get help. And she needed counseling and Jessa like took her to an ayahuasca trip yeah. and was like, you don't need that. And Jessa was basically an enabler for Susan's drug addiction. And so the only way to get out of that cycle and get Jessa out of her life in her mind was to like fake being dead. Yeah. Which is, Which is. it's the most extreme way. Oh yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> and also the fact that it worked meant that jessa doesn't care enough that she would ever like randomly run into a friend of a friend or something yeah, like that like follow up or something no like insane. it was brutal dude and uh did you mention she has a baby at, uh yeah friend. she got a baby she's she got a baby she's like oh can i hold your baby and, and susan's <laughs> like no yeah yeah <laughs> which is like amazing yeah so at this point uh susan's husband comes home and he walks in and he's kind of looking like hello yeah. how are you who what's going on here and susan's like this is jessa and the guy's like oh uh like jessa jessa and she's like yeah and he's like uh she's alive <laughs> or something but he goes like yeah should i and that you're like a, a ghost or something. Yeah, he was... <laughs> Jess was like, no, I'm pretty sure I can tell that she's alive. And he's like, whew, I thought I was going to have to pretend that she was like a ghost or something. I don't know. <laughs> he's like, I don't know if I could play it off after the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> that actor, uh, I actually auditioned him for a web series I was trying to do years ago. 
really? years ago. Yeah. Um, and he was on, I think he was on he one of these, like, he's on one of the network TV, like, not a CSI, maybe a Lethal Weapon. He was in one of those shows. Um, he and he's done a lot of familiar. I think he did a lot of stuff with Vice, too, for a bit, maybe. Okay. Um, but the, the actress playing Susan looked so familiar to me. That's why Same. I had to, like, look, and I, like, I, like, looked at her IMDb page. I couldn't see any, like, crossover, but I feel like I, I don't know. She looks so familiar, and I can't picture where I know her from. Yeah. So then the dad walks off, and Jess is like, well, I can't believe that you would have done this to me. And you're a terrible person. And she starts walking out and she says something like, like, oh, look at you and your cool brownstone and your cool looking husband and your baby and like whatever. And she, says, she said, if it, when your life falls apart, don't call me. And then Susan goes, I won't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then Jessa, before she walks out, says you know that none of this is going to work out for you. And then she slams the door. And I was like, God, dude, like. It's already worked out. Yeah. It's, it's, already, it's already been a better situation. Like, I don't, that was just like the meanest possible thing that she could have said. She was I, just like, I'm going to fucking try and hurt this woman. It was, it was like, I mean, she was just grasping at straws at that point because nothing she was going to say was going to hurt her. Like, yeah, at that point, you're like, well, at least I don't have to pretend that like at some point when you fake your own death, it's going to come back yeah. at some point. And at least this is like short and sweet. You know, she came, she stormed out and you're like, great. I, I might not admit, have to deal with her again. It's pretty badass that she faked her death and got away with it for that long. And and said that she had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the only way to get Jess out of your life. <laughs> that means, yeah, uh. Yeah, it's it's interesting to think how Jess's relationship with uh, Hannah is, you know, to the mm -hmm. point where if she wanted to get rid of Jessa, would she have to go that that far? Yeah, I would love to see like Shoshana try and fake her death. Shoshana would <laughs> definitely have to fake her death, <laughs> but she wouldn't get she would get away with it for like three days tops. <laughs> no, she would be so mad at. Uh, She'd be so mad at Jessica for not showing up to the funeral that she would go and confront her. That's but like faking your death is such a fantasy of a lot of people, you know. <laughs> I always said that I wouldn't want to fake my death. I would want to fall into like a coma to see who would miss me or whatever. Oh, and then like so after <laughs> after like two months, wake up and be like, who who like wrote a, a eulogy for me on Facebook or whatever? <laughs> oh my god, that's so self involved. Yeah, I should be <laughs> on people, the show. <laughs> do people love me? Maybe if I fake a coma, I could see if it really. You've love never me. thought about like who would show up at your funeral? No, dude, they don't care. I You're really don't. So full of shit, Vance. Dude, I really <laughs> don't. I really don't. All right, fine. I'm not coming to your funeral, man. <laughs> don't have, you don't. I'm dead. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a podcast with a ghost. <laughs> yeah. If I'm dead, I'm not going to be like, oh, man, he didn't show up to my funeral. <laughs> like, you, you're the person that's dead. Everything's over. You're still pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Take a break, Joe. Take a break. <laughs> Take a break from being pissed. <laughs> yeah. 
you can do anything in the afterlife you're just watching <laughs> you're just watching the funeral keeping a list of who didn't show up who, who's not grieving enough yeah man that's interesting yeah. stuff no i just yeah i don't know i just don't i'm not wired that way you wouldn't want to haunt anybody no oh Dude, not people I I, not so people i know people. oh my god <laughs> oh i'd It'd haunt be, so many people i'd just be floating around traveling the world Man, that's lame as fuck. <laughs> you would just you just be haunting people. Yeah, that'd be funny as fuck, dude. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, I just don't have that tormentor spirit like you do. Uh oh well. Uh, so the next scene we see Jessa and she's like, uh, I, I didn't understand what was going on here, but she's like walking in a park and then she just starts smiling and laughing randomly. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. Yeah, uh, there was nothing that it felt like. One of those leftovers from a romantic comedy type of situation, you know, where like, oh, you know what? Everything is going to be all right. But nothing yeah. triggered that reaction. Yeah. Like she's just walking. Like, she looked kind of looked kind of down. And then I, she's like, oh, all right. I, I keep waiting for Jessa to learn a lesson and she just never does. I'm waiting for Jessica to have those like kind of half redeemable moments, you know, yeah. not moments where something bad happens and that she feels emotions that we're supposed to feel sad for, like her doing something where you're like, oh, she's not a horrible person. Yeah. Like the best she's ever been was like giving advice to Hannah, like during her wedding, where it's like, oh, just, you know, go for it or whatever. But that was just, that wasn't like her being really sincere. It's her being like, this is what I'm doing now. So you do it. Yeah, the best Jessa ever was was when those like three episodes where she was married, and I was like, "Oh, okay, all right, Jessa." Yeah, the one with the puppies and the painting and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and then the it all went downhill at the dinner because <laughs> Jessa was still Jessa. Yep, not, not able gonna to Jessa. Not able to read a room. Yep, and that's basically it for Jessa. Now we get to. Hannah. Yeah. What a doozy of a fucking arc this woman goes through. <laughs> I'm not even going to call her a girl anymore. Yeah, she's she is a, a woman that has some grave mental problems. <laughs> <laughs> she's a character. I, I, I like her when she's this way. I will say. Like, if I feel like her story would fit better in, like, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, this story that she has doesn't fit the tone of the, the show. Uh, it, it fits the tone of the show for me. But I feel like if she was in It's Always Sunny, she would fit in perfectly. You would heighten her character a little more. But her yeah. and D going at it would be great. Like, her yeah, and Dee against uh, Dennis and Mac and Charlie. That'd be amazing. All right. So after the initial Jessa meeting where Adam can't believe that she is not really having a reaction to David's death, uh, she's on, <laughs> is yes, this where, like this. They, they wake up together or is this when she's on the laptop looking up news? This is on the laptop and all right. Yeah. So she's on the laptop and she's reading about David's death and she's like, Gawker says, that uh, he was found in the river face yeah. down and yeah. nobody knows what happened to him. And then Adam goes, you get your news from Gawker. 
and I was like, this is such a staple of the time because Gawker doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. But Gawker was known as like this sardonic, snarky kind of news media site. Mm-hmm. And Adam basically just trashes Gawker. Uh, he calls that out. And then she mentions Jezebel, which was their sister uh, yeah. company. or One of their affiliate sites. Yeah. And about feminism. And he's just ripping. Didn't, uh, didn't Gawker, is that, are they the ones that got sued because of the Hulk Hogan thing? Yeah, that, that okay. Hulk Hogan took down that empire because they like, I think it was like illegally got his sex tape and posted it. Yeah. And then he sued them and it ruined their whole company. Yeah. And like, it still kind of exists, but it's not the same as it was. And like, they, they were also uh, Deadspin's parent company. Yeah. And like a bunch of them. So Deadspin yeah, any of the, Any exists. of those sites that have those three things on the right side, those yeah. three topics on the right side when you're scrolling through. Yeah. yeah. Deadspin still exists. Jezebel still exists. Uh, like they have The Root, which is like a black uh, mm-hmm. website. They have yeah. Life Hacker, which is yeah. like life hacks and yeah. stuff like that. But so Adam trashes Gawker and Jezebel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, fucking good. <laughs> it was just so funny that just. Well, he said something like, those, yeah. when, when you die, would you be happy with like snarky, sardonic people commenting about how your body is deteriorating? And she's like, I would really enjoy that. And, he's, and she, she, he says something like, well, what are they saying about David? Yeah. And then it was some kind of like really hokey snarky thing <laughs> and it's like do you think that's a a great tribute for this guy <laughs> it was so good and and he brings up he goes like a bunch of involuntarily celibate uh yes. people and i was like wow incel is like a term now yes like, and it wasn't like back then <laughs> so it's yeah maybe that's where they got this term from yeah, I don't know. I mean, it might have been around, but it didn't get mainstream until like at least last year or two, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, is it is the next thing I think that next... she's at Ray's or Grumpy's? No, no. The next thing is that they're, they sleep together and they wake up and uh, yeah. Hannah gets up and she starts to get changed. And then we get the gratuitous Hannah... Uh, boob shot of the episode that I, I will say you don't need it in the show but the way they did it is exactly like how a girlfriend and boyfriend would do it like she wouldn't like if, if it was marnie she'd go into the closet turn it back yeah put the shirt yeah, over. yeah but she just gets up and she's changing to go to work uh because she says grumpy she's going to take a shift at grumpy's because they're because she thinks she has to do this full time now but she gets up and she just puts her. Sh- she like they takes off her t shirt and just puts on her sweat and she's completely topless. There are the girls out. that do like still do the Marnie mm-hmm. thing where they they mm-hmm. like even if you're boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, like it's so insane. It's like, dude, we yeah. literally just had sex. Yeah, like why are you turning away from me right now like yeah. that? Yeah, it's always so- dude. This one time, I uh, I went to a strip club with my friend. And this is after I was living in New York for a couple of years. And yeah. I went back to Baltimore and I went to a strip club with my buddy. And we're just like talking and hanging out. And then I see this girl and she looked familiar. And I was like watching her. And I was like, oh my God, I know that girl. I hooked up with that girl in high school. 
but she didn't notice that I was there. Mm-hmm. So it was a pretty small bar, and me and this guy, my buddy, were the only people there pretty much. And so what she had to do to get her tips was they would crawl across the bar. So we were sitting all the way at the end of the bar, and she's crawling, getting her tips, and then she gets to us, and then she looks up at me, and she went, Oh my God, Joe Welke! And then covered herself up. And then, like, ran back to the other side of the bar. It's like, dude, I've been here. I've already seen you naked. (laughs) Also, that's like, there's better ways to play things off. Yeah. No, she didn't play it off well at all. You're also stripping in your hometown. Yeah. You might run into some people. Yeah. I was at a strip club once in Baltimore and ran into, saw some people from a church. (laughs) We never. Like, That's awesome. Like I think I was, I was thinking of yeah, I was still in high school, and I remember being like, "Oh my god, that's those guys, those some guys from church down there." And I, I never made eye contact with them, but I was just like, I, like yeah. yeah." So she ran, and like I saw her at the end of the bar, like pointing at me, talking to other people, being like, oh, blah, blah, blah. "So then she puts like a bra on and walks over, and she's just like." Hey, uh, this is what I'm doing now. I'm just like, cool, fucking whatever. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's fine. Yeah. It's, do you How think that's what Marty's gonna end up gonna do? <laughs> yeah, but then she'd be a stripper, but then she wouldn't show her boobs at all somehow. <laughs> I would love if Marty turned into like somehow a stripper in this show, but they never showed anything. <laughs> they were like, we're gonna force this into you. We're going to force you to be an exotic dancer on this show. You're never going to. We'll never see anything. It'll just, Hannah will just double down on the nudity. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah. anyway, they, uh, Hannah's getting dressed and Adam wakes up and he's like, where are you going? She's like, well, Grumpy's is understaffed and, you know, I'm a little worried about my ebook. So I figured I shouldn't miss out on any shifts and pick up some extra shifts. And then Adam's like, you're still worried about your ebook. And she's like, why are you mad at me about this? Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'm not mad at you. I'm worried about you. And she goes, why are you worried about me? And he goes, well, I just am worried that if I die, the first thought in your head is going to be, how am I going to make rent? <laughs> and I was like, good point. Wait, no, that's a good point for what you think. But right now, Adam doesn't care about that guy. Adam's being selfish too. He only cares yep. about what she thinks about him. Yep. Like him. Like Adam's not. Everybody in this show is being very it in a way you should care about yourself and stuff, but you can't take the high road and be like, you should care about this person when really Adam's just worried that she won't care about him. Because yeah. that's what he's afraid of. Well, it's also a, a fear of a larger problem that she doesn't care about anybody or anything. Yeah. Because, but but I do feel like she does have feelings throughout the show. Like she's not completely numb to the world. But I don't know. I don't know. I kind of feel like she is a little numb to the world. I feel like I brought that up in previous episodes where it's like something crazy happens and she's like joking or she's always talking during sex. Like she's never present. She's <laughs> always like, in. You're her like, head. I want to take sex super serious. <laughs> Dude, she's just always in her head. But that, so yeah. Adam's being a little selfish there. I agree with you, where he's like, What are you going to say when I die? Yeah. And he might not be fully selfish. He might just be using that as an example. But, you know. Yeah. 
I could see where you're coming from yeah. with that. Yeah. I would say that he's being a little selfish. It's a little well. bit. Of, I think it's like a 50-50 split on that. Yeah. Yeah. So she, her reaction is like, I would be so incredibly sad. And, and then Adam's like, only incredibly sad. And then she said something like, I would, I always think about what I'd say at your eulogy about how you like love this thing and how you love this thing and how you lived on a tent in, in a tent on the roof in Brooklyn. And in my mind, I was like, that's just you writing again. Yeah. Like this is you telling your story of Adam and that's not, yeah. not selfish. I don't think Adam's last memory should be, oh, I stayed in a tent on a rooftop once. Right. And then Adam's just looking at her like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And she's like, I think about you dying a lot. Okay, whatever. And then she leaves. Well, and Adam says, if you died, I, the world, yeah. everything would be a blur. The world I, I would be a blur. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know, know what a tree, what a tree is. is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a great random line. Like, but it's also uh, like, why is grief a competition <laughs> everything becomes a competition usually um <laughs> it's yeah it's like when people are like no dude my neighborhood was the worst you know yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we grew up in baltimore and people comparing like murder rates for dc yeah. like people bragging about how tough it is yeah like you meet somebody from detroit and they're like no we're the murder capital i'm like no baltimore's the murder capital and you're like no this not a none of us are winning in this situation <laughs> yeah um, man but uh, so then yeah. now it's her at ray's or grumpy's mm -hmm. so she's at grumpy's and she's making a coffee and ray's like hey what's up and she goes i lost a dear close friend of mine recently and and ray's like oh my god what who is it and she's like my uh mentor and book guy <laughs> david not her words. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> no, we don't know. He, we don't know his title. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "Yeah, my my the guy David. He was found in the river, and he's face down, and it's just absolutely crazy." And Ray's like, "Oh my god, that's horrible! Like, are you are you sure you want to be here? Do you want to go home early or something? Like, you want to take the day off?" Mm -hmm. And she's like, "You know what? <sighs> I really feel nothing about it, and." I will take you up on that go home early thing, though. <laughs> Which, to me, like, just logistically, she went into work voluntarily. Yeah. And now she she's took taking up this one shift. Day. Took the shift because grumpies needed help and she wanted to double down just because she didn't know when book work was coming. And now yeah. she's taking, now she's on the takeoff. Yeah. So Ray's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You feel nothing? You don't yeah. feel anything about this dude dying? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, not really. I mean, I've been trying to feel something, but I just don't. And Ray had some great line. I didn't write it down and I can't remember what it was, but he was like, he said something about how she is a psycho on top of a muffin. I don't remember the line. Uh, I don't, yeah. It was a good line, though. I wish I would have rewound and like wrote it down. But, but he talks about like, how he feels more about this person and the last time he met him they got in a fight yeah <laughs> like he's he like i shouldn't feel worse about this than you like yeah. the guy beat me up <laughs> the <laughs> only time i saw him yeah uh and hannah's just like well i guess i'll feel nothing <laughs> that's yeah. it 
And, and I think she says something like, would you feel something if someone that you kind of knew died? He's yes. Like, uh, you tried and I'll, I'll let you know. Like, yeah. Basically like, saying, like, damn, if, you right? die, if you die, I'll see if I feel anything. It's yeah. like, that's might be the harshest thing race that was, ever said. Yeah, it was really fucking brutal. I was like, yeah. Jesus, right? And not in a brutal way where it's like harsh reality that you need to, like when he said stuff to Marnie, where it's like, oh, you need to like realize, hey, everything's yeah. not going to work out. Like when, she, when he talks to her about Charlie and stuff. Yeah. But this one was like. This was literally just him being like, why don't you fucking die and see if I'll be sad? Uh, yeah. It's like, Jesus. I was like, oof. Yeah. Yeah. So then Hannah goes back. Oh, and she, you know what was funny is like she, at the beginning of this scene, she says that a dear close friend of hers died. Yeah. And then at some point in the scene, she's like, I don't know. I didn't really know him that well. Yeah. It's like, well, because you. she's trying. She's trying. For, like Hannah would use that stuff for sympathy. Yes. Like she would use it to get the day off. Yes. Yeah. So then Hannah is home and Laird is doing something. He's like spiffing up the place. He's putting some artwork in the hallway. And Hannah's like, hey, what's up, Laird? And he's like, I'm just fixing this hallway. I was so happy to see Laird. So happy. Dude, Laird is awesome. Yeah. Laird is hilarious. Oh, can, um, I, bring up, can I bring up a point that I just Oh, yeah, go about? for it. Uh, what if I was just like, absolutely not? <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about, remember when Hannah went to that book signing? With uh, Jenny Slate's character. Yes. Uh, and she she was all upset that Jenny Slate had a boyfriend who died, who committed suicide. So she had so much yeah. to write about. Oh, my God. And, like, how she was just like, oh, I wish I had a boyfriend who committed suicide. Like, it's <sighs> it's not like, I'm not, like, foreshadowing that that's going to happen to Adam or anything. But that just is a foreshadow of her, like, callousness of, like, where she yeah. thinks about, like, stuff. You know. Damn, dude. I for- yeah. I forgot about that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So so anyway, she she's like, "Hey, what's up, Laird?" And he's like, "I'm sprucing stuff up. What's up with you?" And she's like, "A dear close friend of mine died." She said the same thing that she said to Ray. Yeah. And and Laird's like, "Oh my god. I'm so sorry. Let me hug you." And then he's hugging her and she's mm-hmm. like, "Thank you." And he's like, "I'm so sorry. This sucks. I'm so sorry. I feel so bad." And then Hannah's just like, "You know what? It's okay." It's fine. I don't really feel anything about it. Yeah. I love that she gets the sympathy and then admits to not feeling anything. Yeah. yeah. And Laird's just like, what? She's like, yeah, I mean, I just don't feel anything. Like, I, this is my first death and I'm kind of numb to it. I don't really get it. She's like, do you know anybody that died? And he's like, literally everyone I know in my life has died. <laughs> and I was like... He delivers started, that line so great. He delivers it so... that I started cracking up when he says that and then he i kind of also missed the reveal of him being like including my turtle and he holds up like a a turtle carcass it's in like one of those palm uh pomegranate juice bottles yeah like (laughs) i was Uh, like jesus christ he was like i didn't even think that could happen about the turtle yeah because turtles live for hundreds of turtles are known to outlive their owners but not laird Laird just is cursed with death around him. <laughs> Dude, Laird's such a great character. I know. I, I didn't think he'd ever show back up. And then when he pops in, he's like, he's great. He's great comedic relief. Yeah. And uh, then trudging down the stairs is a surprise for everyone. It is Adam's sister. 
who is still in this show somehow. I, I, is she staying with them? Why is she? Did she come to visit? Like, why is she I, coming down the steps? I guess she's still staying with them. But as yeah. soon as she, I saw her, I was like, oh, this lady's still here? Like, I thought that we were done with her. No, I knew she was because was it the last episode that ended with her? Uh, yeah. 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 Right. The last episode was the birthday party, the fight. Right. Yeah, the last episode is yeah, Caroline yeah. was there and she's which staying is, with them. But which is amazing about this show. The end of last episode with Caroline in the bathroom breaking the glass. Yeah. Completely bottomless. Don't, don't even pick it up. Don't even nope. pick it up the next episode. She That's just That's why I was so surprised just, that she was in it. She just I she just jumps down the steps. Her I didn't yeah. even pay attention to her hand. Her hand should be like in a permanent cast. Her like, hand is bandaged up. Okay, it is bandaged. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just uh, like, when she popped down the steps, I was just terrified. Yeah. She was like, hey, Caroline, how's it going? I was like, Caroline? Who the? Oh, God, this lady. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, what's going on? What's the haps, everybody? <laughs> and Laird's like, my turtle died. Hannah's friend died. And then Caroline's like, oh, that's nuts. Uh, come with me. I'm going to go do something cool. She's like, I'm going on my daily constitutional. Come, Hannah. We'll get some tea. Yeah. And she's like, okay. And she's like, you. You come too. Bring the turtle. And like yeah. she's she's saying it in that weird, flirtatious, creepy, sinister way. Like when she was talking to Hannah's dad. And when she was yes. talking to Ray. Where I'm just like, Laird, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Laird, go back home. So they're walking down the street and hannah's like i just don't want adam to think that i am like a psycho because i'm not feeling anything about this death and he's like such an emotionally aware person and i'm not i guess and caroline's like come with me and then she just starts running yeah well, and there were there were two things i was thinking in the scene one i was thinking joe's fashion corner because you see him all walking down dude and then and then i was also thinking there's a part where uh caroline talks about uh, saying that Hannah doesn't ask about Adam's childhood and like what he used to call his penis and stuff. Yep. <laughs> and Laird, Laird said he's called his nickel the pickle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting to know that Hannah doesn't ask about Adam. Yeah. Because she does. Hannah, then... Old Hannah would have been like stalkery. Well, like, then uh, Hannah's like, are you going to call me self involved too? Because if you are, just fucking get it over with. And then Caroline's like, nah, I think that you're secure. And I like that. And I was like, oh, okay. You don't want Caroline on your side. <laughs> yeah. This is literally a lady that you just saw bottomless break a glass. And Hannah's like, you know what? This lady says I'm secure, so I'm good. Like, <laughs> it's confirmation bias right there. Yeah, dude. And anybody says yes, that I'm right, that I agree. Doesn't matter <laughs> there. Doesn't matter who that person is. All right, we'll take a time out for your fashion corner. Go for it, Joe. Uh, dude, I need to touch on all of the fashion in this. So Ray, soul patch, bad. Marnie looks pretty good. You, she's like usually put pretty well put together. Like this episode, she's not wearing anything offensive. Shoshana, I didn't really notice anything that bad. Jessa is wearing this white flowy. I don't know if it's jumpsuit dress. I don't know. It was awful. And she had like this awful jacket over top of it. Terrible fucking outfit, dude. Hannah's started off with the sweater with the weather on it, which was fucking so egregiously bad. But then she's wearing these bright pink pants during this scene and like a gold shirt. 
and Laird's wearing his regular like drug rug stuff. Like I, I'm kind of numb to what Laird wears because it's just he's like, kind of wearing same. the same thing all the time, right? Yeah, it's like a, a drug rug and like cargo pants, and then that stupid fucking Rasta hat or something. He just always looks stupid, but like he's wearing the same thing all the time. But Caroline is wearing like a Mickey Mouse sweater where he's mooning you like his butt is up in the air and he's like peeking through between his legs. She has this weird puffy maroon jacket and she's wearing like bloomers on her. Like <laughs> yeah, the bloomers, like these little frilly things that go up to like right below her knee. Like, yeah. It's like, you know, the Seinfeld episode where he wears the pirate shirt, the puffy shirt. Yeah. The puffy shirt. She's got it's puffy like bottle. the Seinfeld puffy shirt, but a puffy shorts. <laughs> It's, it's so, so stupid, dude. It's so dumb looking. And she's wearing like combat boots with it too. And I gotta say, it's so Williamsburg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I was watching it's, them and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I could literally trying, see that. Trying so fucking hard to be cool. Yeah. It's like where you just the, the the thing that's always interested me about that is like it looks like, oh, you just woke up and put on anything, but no, like you've put that together. Yep. Like you've tried to look so different than everybody else. Yep. Um, which is and which is fine. It's just like everything fine. you own is ugly. <laughs> you know. No, you just you you buy with no matching involved, and then you just throw it together. And... Yeah, I, I can't. I can't. It's a great um, way to live if you can deal with it, because then you don't have to ever. You can always explain away what you're wearing. That's you know. true. I I oftentimes am standing at my dresser like paralyzed with like what what am I wearing? Like if the, if I wear that I can't wear these shoes or I can't wear that jacket. Uh but that's the fucking that's the cross you have to bear as a fashionable man. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'll just let that hang there. <laughs> yeah. Everybody go to my fucking Instagram, see how fashionable I am. Uh anyway, uh Do you so... wear clothes on your Instagram? Yeah, rarely. <laughs> so the place that Caroline runs off to is a graveyard. And yeah. then we see Hannah, Laird, and Caroline frolicking and playing and jumping around in a graveyard, like jumping on statues and like tombstones and, tombstones and shit. And I was like, this is straight up disrespectful as fuck. I mean, we're... We're out here where there's movies playing at the Hollywood Cemetery all the time, you know, like. That's true. There, there are bands that play concerts there. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know, cemeteries. I, like, I had that first initial reaction, like, oh, this isn't cool to, to do. But then I'm well, like. Well, then they, they also come across like an actual funeral happening. And they, they well, like, it's just people grieving at it. It's just people visiting. A, a, it's yeah. not a funeral. It's just people visiting. They're there grieving yeah. or something. Yeah. And then they like pause the frolicking and playing for a little bit yeah. and then as soon as they get like a foot away from them <laughs> they start right. running and playing again yeah. and caroline does a cartwheel and her titties fall out because <laughs> she's not wearing a bra underneath like does anyone wear a bra in this fucking show except for marnie oh man it's bohemian style man jesus so then they lay down and they're like oh well did that make you feel better and Hannah's like kinda i guess <laughs> well i before they before they stop and lie down uh Hannah, they're like running off and like hannah's extremely exhausted and can like yeah. barely run <laughs> to follow she's them like, she's like 
pretty far behind them. And I know she's just playing it up, but I kind of love that she plays herself as like so physically inept and tough. Yeah. Like, like I was running around having fun that she just like has no gas left. So once they lay down, uh, Hannah's talking about Caroline, about the concerns, about like, she doesn't want Adam to think that she's a psycho. And Caroline is like, well, did Adam ever tell you about his cousin, Margaret, our cousin, Margaret? And Hannah's like, no, well, this is some kind of ex-girlfriend. Cause like, I'm, I can hear it if it's about an ex-girlfriend. And she's like, no, it's a, it's about a, it's our cousin who died when she was 12, uh, because she had MS or MS, right? Yeah. Multiple sclerosis. Yeah. yeah. So she tells a story about how Adam would always go and visit her and uh, she would be in a, in like her hospital bed and he would always go over there and he would do anything that she wanted and she, he would play with her and if she wanted him to dance like a princess for hours on end, he would do it just because he, he, wanted, he felt bad for her and he wanted to make her feel better and her dream was to go to a high school dance and she was worried that she would never be able to do it. So Adam, who had a girlfriend at the time of his, like, I think it was prom or some kind of high school dance. He was like, I'm not taking you, my girlfriend. I'm taking my cousin because it's her dream to go to it. And he took all of the money that he had saved up working shifts at a grocery store. And he bought her a really tiny dress for her to wear. And he took her to the dance and they danced all night long and he picked her up in her in his arms and they were dancing. It was the best time of their, of their lives, of her life. And uh, the next week she died and Adam was like devastated about it. And Hannah, upon hearing the story goes, so what made the dress tiny? Was it just because she was small or did it have to do with the MS? And Caroline just goes, holy shit. And meanwhile, Laird is bawling in the back. Laird in the back is crying his eyes out. His, yeah. his nose is like dripping. Like it's yeah, fucking like he is, insane. Because yeah. it is a, a very, very sad story. But as soon as she started telling it, I was like, this is a made up story. I thought the exact same thing. As soon as the yeah. story started coming out, I was like, and I could not get emotionally involved in it at all. I was just like, yeah. Okay, this seems this seems so made up, but yeah. um, even though like if the story was real, it would still be made up because it's TV. It was just yeah. something about this story that felt like she was just gonna try to pull something. Yeah. Um, so Hannah goes, "So what's up with the 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 tiny dress?" Which is and hilarious. She's like, what the fuck is your problem? You this was your reaction to hearing this story about Adam and I's cousin who died when she was 12 and has like, well, what? What do you want me to feel about it? And like, I, I don't know. I, how should I feel? And then Caroline's like, you shouldn't feel anything because I made the fucking story up to see if you would react at all yeah. and yeah. you didn't. Yeah. And Laird is still crying in the back and she's like, Laird, it's made up. Like, you don't need to be all crying. It's like, fine, I made the story up. And he's like, just because you made the story up doesn't mean that my feelings aren't real. Yeah. <laughs> it's, still, it's still a sad story made up or not. Yeah, um, dude, like sad movies are made up and you cry during those. Yeah. But that was like a very, very telling thing. But that's so handy to, to get bogged down in the details of the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's uh, it. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was so funny. Yeah. 
<laughs> just the absurdity of asking why was it a little dress? <laughs> yeah so insane oh, yeah so then we see hannah walking up and adam's sitting on a stoop and hannah walks up and she's like hey and he's like hey what's up and he's still feeling a little weird about how she reacted to the death and she's like look okay i'm sorry it's just like it takes a while for me to like really feel the gravity of a situation and it's very hard for me to express my emotions and it always takes me a little while mm -hmm. to express my emotions correctly and as she's saying this she's like getting choked up and it mm -hmm. seems like she's getting ready to cry and Adam's looking at her kind of like, okay, I, I guess that's valid. And I understand that. And then she, in my head, as she's saying all this, I'm like, this is the only reason she's crying. And she's, this is like a show she's putting on for Adam because she doesn't want him to think she's a psycho. And everyone, even Adam's sister reprimanded her about yeah. not having an emotional reaction to this. So I was like, so I know that she, this isn't sincere. I felt the same it, way. It didn't feel sincere at all to me. And then I was like, yeah, but she's trying to show something. I was thinking that she was going to get somewhere, or at least I felt like it was going to start being pretend and then maybe shift to being real towards yeah. the end. Because she did go through the ringer of everybody that she brought it up to just was like, it was like, Ray is like, what are you talking about? Lair's like, yeah. what are you talking about? Caroline's like, what are you talking about? I was like, okay. Caroline, the woman with the glass shattered in her hand. Yeah. Who is like, agree. you're a fucking psycho. Yeah. So like, she's like, okay, that's three strikes. I gotta, I gotta fix this. Something is. Yeah, I gotta put in an effort to like really feel something. Oh, but she does bring up something when they first lie down. Um, in the, in the, the uh, Caroline mentions, oh yeah, I felt nothing when I took the medicine too. You know, when I was like, when I was on meds or something because mm. i don't know if like now carolyn's taking is back on her anti it's like I, I don't know if she's now on some type of mood stabilizer or some type of medication because of what happened last time but i know that hannah is now on medication yeah maybe that has something to do with her like ocd meds yeah and maybe that's why she doesn't feel because i feel like at times she did feel some she felt more like she was emotional a lot yeah but maybe i I can't remember all of the time she was emotional and whether or not it was just all based on her stuff. Um, yeah. Cause sometimes I, she I would agree. give advice to like Marnie or, or Jessa and feel like certain ways about certain things. I felt like, I felt like she has had motions outside of herself at times. Yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah. And maybe well, that I, I can't think of a specific instance. Yeah. But I feel like it has happened before. Yeah. Um, but it hasn't, it's never been death at this point, though. It's never been this, yeah. Yeah. So as I'm debating this, is this sincere or is mm -hmm. this insincere in my head, Hannah begins to tell the exact same story about her cousin Margaret that Caroline made up. Yeah. And she's telling it to Adam. And Adam puts a hand on his knee yeah. and starts looking at her kind of like, oh, wow. And I thought that Adam was going to call her out about it. Yeah, I did too. It, he has a, his body, his body language goes, oh, this story that my sister always tells all the time. Yes. This made That's up story. what I thought was happening. Yeah. And I it, was like, is Adam going to be like, did fucking Caroline tell that story to you? And now you're telling it to me. Yeah. I expected that to be it. Or it might come up 
two episodes from now that he knows. But that body language wasn't like, hey, you're telling a, a really sincere story. Let me listen. It was like, come on. Yeah. Really? As soon as she started telling that story, I was like, oh, this has been all insincere. And Hannah's the biggest piece of shit. Yeah. And I know it's like you had to tell that story for it to be the us as the audience to know for sure that she's making it up. Uh-huh. But I think Hannah would come up with a different story. Just well, she knowing. was adding different details to it. Yeah, but it was still uh, cousin multiple sclerosis. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, and you, I guess you need that in it. But she's not going to be like, I took her to a dance and yeah. all. I mean, she might get to that point. But yeah, and it kind of ends that, on. That was the episode. I thought Adam I, figured it I out. I was like, wow, all of these people are fucking insane. <laughs> like, they're just in, they're just self in, like Shoshana's almost the worst dude. <laughs> like, well, it kind of worked out for us. It worked out for we're our watching. Flavor. We're watching a show about four insane women. <laughs> just it is interesting. It's really well done, well crafted. Yeah, like I actually no, I, like I enjoyed this episode, this episode too. Yeah, it was a good episode, but afterwards I was like, oh my... As soon as she started telling that Margaret story, I was like, oh my god, dude. Yeah. Really? The depths that she will go to to get sympathy or have people feel bad for her. Yes. Shocked me. I mean, and, I mean, she's done some horrible things throughout the, <laughs> throughout the yeah. oh, couple yeah. seasons that we watched, but this one's not even the worst uh yeah not even close to being the worst yeah so that's the episode everybody uh likability rankings here we go everyone's unlikable that's where i'm at with that that was fucking (laughs) wow i I do i i am really confused and want to know what that jessa last scene was where like she's looking up at the yeah trees and she smiles and like everything's going to be okay like i i just didn't get that what was happening there like what was the symbolism there was it her being happy for her friend for getting away i i I don't think so it was yeah if it was it wasn't close enough for it to track that way um yeah i'm not sure what that was supposed to be at all that was really the only thing that really hung for me you know you know what that was it was like we need the episode to be 22 minutes and we're at 21 30 right now we need something (laughs) something extra you keep saying these are twenty-two minute. These are this is HBO show. It's got like it's half an hour. It's a full half. You know what I meant. <laughs> You're your network sitcom. <laughs> um, uh, you yeah. got any final thoughts on this one? No, I think we. Uh, I think we dove into this deep. Yeah, we hit. I think we hit pretty uh, pretty hard on all of them. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so I was looking at, you know, this is where we normally do, like, what's the title of the next episode? But I got a sneak preview of how many viewers the next episode got. Wow. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that is a tease for the next one, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, dude. Uh, what's the title of this one? The title of the next episode is Only Child. Okay. Who knows? Uh, wait, does are they all only children? 
Does any of them have a sister? Well, Adam has a sister. We no, know I mean that. like any of the girls. Um, not that we've seen. I don't think. I don't think Marnie has any siblings. I don't. Yeah. I don't think Jessa has any that aren't like step. Yeah, Shoshana doesn't seem to have one. You know, their sisterhood is their friendships. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that the family is, they need. That is interesting for only children in this show. Yeah. As the main characters. Well, maybe we'll find out in the next episode, Only Child. And uh, yeah, that wraps it up, everybody. Stay tuned for the next episode where you get to get to hear how many people fucking watch that episode. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. See ya. See ya.